taking accountability and responsibility for your life is like the most important thing you could do. And I'm starting off with some gems, but yeah, taking accountability and responsibility for my life in particular changed my life. It changed it in a very positive way. Um, you know, I figured out that I was the problem because I don't manage my time well and I don't maximize my resources to the best of my ability. I don't stay focused for too long trying to maximize my abilities. So I had to learn to not disrespect myself and I sleep on myself. It was a hard thing to do because I'm a pessimist. I'm a pessimist type of person and it's like, you know, um, I just want to make sure that I'm doing things right because I have me to take care of. And I'm on this quest of like building my money and doing that alone. Um, I don't really want too much help when it comes to that. Like my financial freedom, I think is important. But I had to take accountability and responsibility for the slacking, not being prepared and, you know, just not being prepared, not managing my time well. Um, there were signs that it was time to change. It was time to move. Like, there were signs. I was picking up on them. But at the time that I was picking up on them, it wasn't making much sense. Like I was trying to like gather the signs, you know, um, I had to take accountability for that. And, and the thing I had to do was go through the thoughts and the emotions of what I've thought about myself and what I thought about situations that I've been in how I got myself to these certain situations. And it do come with thoughts and it comes with emotions because for me, I'm very hard on myself. I try to be truly the best person that I can be and to move smart and to not uh, be ungrateful and to always be blessed and to always do the right thing because my hustle is working in a legitimate field that calls for doing the right thing all the time. You have to make judgment calls and you have to critical think, you know, um, I had to go through the thoughts. I had to go through the emotions. I had to really sit with myself, meditate, really just get into focus. You know, I, I was tired of being sick and tired and broke. I, I was tired of that shit. Being broke was making me emotional. It was making me emotional as fuck. And then the thoughts around the fact that it was in like a short moment where I couldn't get the things that I need to get. I couldn't even get the things that I wanted to get. I couldn't even think about what it was that I exactly wanted. But that's when I became hungry as shit. Like I became hungry and I needed help. I had help. But I had help, which was every little thing is, you know, every little bit of help is great. But it was the little bit that I was receiving in help. That's when I realized I was like, okay, I, I really can't depend on people. I really have to get this. 
I really have to feed myself. I really have to get bread. I really have to, like, I have to do this. I have to get up. I didn't give up on myself. And I was, I didn't give up on myself. I couldn't give up on myself. I got tired. I was crying when I wanted, when I wanted shrimp fried rice. There was time I couldn't even afford shrimp fried rice. Like, now I can afford it. And I could have been affording it for a long time, but... I'm going to be honest with y'all, like, I had a little bit of a spending problem. Try to fix that shit. But yeah, I got tired of, I just got tired of being sick and tired and broke. I got tired of not having no money. I got tired of not having the resources that I need. I got tired of not being able to do the things that I need to do and want to do. I got tired of it. So what I had to do was clear. I, I had to clear the noise. I had to clear the noise. I had to go into solitude. I had to be by myself. Like, I went, I was already socially distancing during COVID. And even while I was at work, like I was socially distancing. There was a lot of times that I was socially distancing. But then for whatever reason this summer, I had to social distance. I had to do that. And um, when I mean socially distanced, like I wasn't, I was in the midst of finding employment, finding a means to make money, trying to freshen up my resume, trying to get a few certs together. Was there anything that I missed that I need that would stop me or hinder me from gaining employment? And, um, you know, I had to clear the noise. I had to go into solitude. And I got, once I got into that mode, I just started focusing on whatever it was that I needed to do. And what I needed to do, I was like, I need to go online. I need to apply. I need to find out about the union. I need to find out about the prices. I need to find out about everything. It just so happened that while I was working in a nursing home for like a short time in June, it was like that, that week. Only worked in a nursing home for a week. And this was after you know, having, it was an agency, it was an agency job, you know, but it, it was a good job. Nonetheless, um, you know, I had to figure out how to regain my, my load, how to regain my stack. So, you know, I had to focus on the priorities and it was that I was applying online. I was contacting people. Um, I went on Indeed, uh, we did my resume refreshed it, you know, paid some money, went back, got a few certs under my belt in that little bit of time. Um, within maybe about a month and a half, it was a month and a half where I wasn't employed, where I was running through my money reserves and I was broke. For like a month and a half, it was like that. And I ended up getting a job nearly on the start of my sec of the second month that I was out. It was going on on the second month, which was two months. Um, finally landed a good playing, good, good paying job, a hospital. And and I'm happy. I really am. But I'm such a pessimist because I'm always constantly remind I'm always constantly reminded of how much of a change this is. And 
I'm so grateful for it. So I always stay focused on it. I always try to, you know, make sure that, you know, I go into work and that I do a good job and I don't miss anything and that I always work with my coworkers and I always work well with my patients. I always try to, you know, get the communication going because, you know, in a hospital, you really have to work as a team. You know, your techs need your nurses and your nurses need your techs. I mean, in a hospital, it can get overwhelming. It's a lot of work. You know, it's, it's not just doing a, a very important vital things. It's like more to it, you know, going to work. You do a lot, but I, I make good money. And I'm, and that's a positive for me. So I'm staying positive and I'm being positive because that's the key. I write, I laugh at a lot of things and I enjoy life. You know, just recently I was at the uh, West Indian, West Indian Day Parade right here in Brooklyn. And it was really, really lit. I was, I was partying. I was partying with the, with the West Indian community. I was, it was lit. It was nice. Did the juve. Then did the carnival. It was really, really nice. I always wonder, like, you know, how was it really in in, in the islands? You know, how how was uh carnival like in, in Trinidad or Tobago? How's it like in Jamaica? How's it like in um um St. Vincent and the Grenadines? I, am I saying it right? I hope I am. If I'm not, somebody correct me. <laughs> um, I always wanted to know what it's like to actually be at one and the goal is to do it. I'm, I want to do it next year. I want to find me a nice island, nice country where I could fund and, you know, start investing in getting my outfits together, my hair together, my makeup, but the color scheme is going to be, you know, how I'm a, what I want to support and whatnot, you know. Um, but I think it's cool. I'm being positive. I've been outside. I've been out fucking sad since the uh, pandemic. I've been out sad and I've just been positive. You know, I've been communicating a little more, you know, get, staying in touch with my spirituality, which is the most important thing for me. And I'm always grateful. I always meditate. I'm, I'm always positive. I'm always grateful because I've worked my ass off to be where I'm at at this moment. And just where I was maybe like two months ago. <sighs> yeah, two months ago, I was, yeah. I didn't know where my next dollar was going to come in now. I have a steady income. I have a steady income. You know what I'm saying? And not only that too, but I get to do things that I want to do recently. I just, I met up with, Somebody that I knew, you know, I went to a park in Prospect Park and, you know, I walk around, I get some nature, you know, I put my foot in some trees or the dirt, rather. You know what I'm saying? And I have my crystals, I have my crystals, I have my sage, I have my mugwort, I have my incense, you know, um, you know, I have my cards and I keep a good frame of mind, but I also read the Bible. I read the Quran. I read a lot of esoteric books. And one of my favorite books is, um, one of like my favorite, favorite books is The Alchemist um, 
by Paul Coelho. And I think that's how I spell I think that's how I pronounce it. Uh I hope I don't get it wrong. <laughs> I really hope I don't get it wrong, but it it was a it's a really, really good book. If you read that book, that book will change your life. It changed mine. I read the book and it it's amazing. It, it's very amazing. It talks about a young man who managed to go from being a shepherd to you know, becoming an alchemist, you know, traveling across to get to the pyramids. His goal was to get to the pyramids. And he was just a little poor shepherd. Once he went to the pyramids, he received his treasure. And it was all due to patience, diligent, you know, being diligent, um, you know, being focused, you know, truly following his heart and following where that could lead him and what it is that he want to do. So my goal is to retire from healthcare at 43 years old. I could go back and I could go back to school in the meantime. I want to retire at 43 with a good amount of money. Now, some places might not let you touch your pension until you're 25. I think it's perfect to have like another pension or another backup like another retirement fund, you know, another life insurance where if you put the money in and you need it, it's there, you know, you put to your retirement fund and you retire. When I turn 43, I'm hoping that I'm doing something that doesn't require me to hurt my body to get the money. Meaning I don't have to lift too much. Right now I'm lifting I'm lifting and it's okay, you know, it's okay sometimes. It threw me for a loop though. I'm gonna tell you that much, it threw me for a loop. You know, I ended up going, I ended up having foot problems. I ended up developing some foot uh, condition called plantar fasciitis. I never knew what the fuck that shit was until I started feeling the pain like right up under my foot, right where the arch and the heel meet. And it would just, it would hurt and it would follow all the way up to my fucking calf, yo. Like, I'm not even kidding. This shit used to hurt. It was crazy. I was like, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, fuck. I was going to work like that. I had this shit casted. I bought mad Tylenol. This shit wasn't even going away until I had to do an express care. Had to get appointments just to get some goddamn generic ibuprofen that works way better than even ibuprofen. I had my shit casted though, but and and I was and I I went to work. I let it be known like I was like, look, I really have this like this it, this problem right here. I'm like, so can y'all take it easy on me? I'm thinking like, you know, put me on the floor where I know I'm gonna move. But I know I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me do a one-to-one or something. It wasn't trying to give it to me. So I'm like, all right. I was still positive. I still came in and work. Ain't call, ain't calling sick. None of that shit with an injured foot. Let me tell you something. My, I, I was so focused. I was so focused. And I went to work. When it injured foot, it made some fucking money. Now my foot ain't injured though. My foot is good now because 
you know, I was really, when the shit was coming out, when I, when I was like developing this shit and it was like hurting real bad, I was like, man, fuck this shit. I, I couldn't, I couldn't take it no more. Made sure I seen a doctor. I ended up going to the emergency room and they misdiagnosed it. I had a misdiagnosis from an emergency room. They try to say it was a tendonitis, which I'm like, tendonitis is on the top of your foot. I'm not saying that it's on the top of my foot. I'm like, I'm telling y'all, it's at the bottom of my foot where my where the uh, arch meet the heel. Where the arch meet the heel and this shit hurt and it's crawling up from the back of my ankles to my calves. Like, <laughs> like it, it, this shit was crazy. Went to work in that. Um, but through it all, I stay positive. I, I woke up, I, I do night shifts and I like my night shifts. I like my night shifts. I'm getting used to the night shifts at my job. Cause here's the thing. I never worked like I worked at a hospital, but never at a hospital hospital. Like I worked at like nursing homes and like little hospitals, but they weren't big hospitals. Like it, they weren't like community hospitals and private hospitals, like big private hospitals. So um, I'm, I'm getting into it, but I stay positive. I got support from people at my job. They help me. I let them know my little grievances and they work with me. I'm not mad at that. I I did land a good job. I landed a good job. So I just been working, staying positive, you know, just really focused on my job. You know, I've been getting uniforms, getting my little scrub caps and shit, being cute, getting my nails done and shit. I be say I've really taken care of myself and this job has allowed me to do so because I have the money to do so. And it's a beautiful thing. And I stay positive. And I always stay grateful. I pray to God every single day. I pray to God at least three times a day. I pray to God three times a day. I, I you know, my, my, my relationship with God is very important. It's the most important thing right now in my life. If I don't have God in my life, I don't care about nobody else. I need God in my life. I pray. I I pray. I manifest my shit. I manifested my job. I put my thoughts and words into action. I I did. My thoughts was I'm getting this money. I'm getting this money and I I need a pay rate that was where I was at before or where I can get to further. You know, I, I added up my price. I added up my worth. I make more, you know, now than I did ever before. Um, and I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. It has allowed me to, you know, be able to do the things that I like to do. It's been great to, you know, be able to do things that I want to do and I need to do. Um, that's the beautiful thing of it. You know, um, I just put my, whatever I think, and I I journal a lot too. I write, like I said, I write a lot. So on top of me praying, I'm constantly writing. I'm constantly writing. If it's an idea, if it's a feeling, if it's a, you know, 
something like how I feel deep down in my heart, I write it. I honor my ancestors. When I say that, it scares people. Ooh, seriously, I honor my ancestors. I honor my ancestors because I know about my ancestors. The ancestors that I have are very, very close to me. I've known them before. You know, I've I've known them in real life. And they're with me in the afterlife. Um... Uh, my ancestors was on payroll, baby. Big payroll. <laughs> like I, I, I give back to my ancestors. I, I call upon them when I'm praying. I make sure that if I can find little things that remind me of them, I find it. I study up with my what my ancestors liked. I go back to memories and, you know, starting frame of references helps guide me, keeps a frame, keeps a positive frame of reference. You know, I honor my ancestors and because of that, it's allowed me to honor myself. It has allowed me to trust in myself a lot more than I ever thought that I had to trust in me. I'm trusting in me now but it's been hard. It's been hard. I'm trusting in me now, but it's been hard. Cause like I said, I'm a pessimist. So you're going from being an optimist to a pessimist. When you're an alchemist, you can't be a pessimist. When you're an alchemist, you can't be a pessimist. Yes, you can be scared. You can be afraid. You can have questions. You can worry. That's what a thing comes to the territory. But when you're putting something out there that isn't what it is, you don't want to manifest that. You know what I'm saying? Worry and fear and all of that. That can worry and fear stuff. Let me be honest with you. Worry and fear, it it can really be dangerous because it's like a lot of stuff like the stuff that people fear for real. It's not really like, it's not really that bad, but it leads people into a state of panic anyway. Like my life is really going good and it I be panicking about shit that I don't have no reason to be panicking about. Like I really the fuck don't. Like I should not be panicking. Like I should not. Whatever, like, little shit that don't even matter, it it shouldn't even happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? I shouldn't be panicking. But, you know, it usually happens. And, and I honor my God. I pray. I pray to Jehovah God. I pray to Jesus. I, I say it in the name of Jesus Christ. I honor the universe in which I'm surrounded in and my ancestors. I do that shit. And I'm proud of it because it's it's not just getting me far, but it's a beautiful thing to pray. I pray and I honor my ancestors and I honor myself. I give myself pep talks all the time. I give myself pep talks all the time. Every time when like I do my cards, when I do my I, I ended up getting some oracle cards. I treated myself. 
I treated myself really bad. So I got like three Oracle cards and they were fucking amazing. They were amazing. Like I use them and I have a lot of tarot cards too. Like I I do tarot. I'm really good at it. Really good at oracles too. And you know, I use it to help me find my frame of reference. I use it as guide. But nonetheless, I use a lot of things and it's helped me become the alchemist. It's allowed me to be able to make things happen, to make things shake in my life. I believe in herbs. I believe in herbs. I believe in the elements of the earth. I believe in air, fire, earth, and water. I believe that all four of those elements are very, very important. I am a six to eight chakra bitch. I believe in the chakras. Um, I believe in, you know, the herbs and the natural things and, you know, meditating. Meditating is so important. And like I said, spending time in solitude, really being by yourself, because when you're by yourself, when you're by yourself, shit really be getting exposed. Like you really should be, you you find out who ain't fucking with you for real when you go into solitude. It'll show. It will show. It, it will show people, people's intentions will come out. You know, you start finding out the truth about stuff because like I said, you're by yourself. You start seeing shit. You start peeping shit. So whatever you see and peep, you want to make sure that your peripheral is on point. You want to make sure that you avoid certain targets. You want to make sure that you're always ahead of the curve. When it comes to me and my field, I work in the healthcare field. So when it comes to me working in the healthcare field, like I, when it comes to that, I don't, I, I don't leave myself in the gutter. I bet on myself all the time. I add value plus tax onto myself because I got years in this field, especially as a CNA. I got years. I dedicated ten years of my life in New York to working as a CNA in the healthcare field, nonstop. I've always had a, I always had a full time job, and I always had a part time job as well. But I've always had a full time job. The fact that I have a full time job now in New York, and like I said, I'm making good money in New York as a patient care technician. That's amazing. I betted on myself. I took a risk. Sometimes. I be feeling like, is this really worth the risk when I'm working? But then I realize it is worth the risk because look at where I'm at. I'm in a good job that's unionized. And it's a hospital. Um, be proud. Be grateful. And you're making a lot. Making a lot. And I don't mean to fucking brag, but. This is what it is when you're when you're an alchemist. You honor your spirit guides. You honor yourself. You put yourself first. You big yourself up. You make your shit pop. You pop your motherfucking shit. You pop your collar on these motherfuckers. That's just what you do. When you can celebrate and when you reach that pinnacle, knowing that it was you that did it, it was God and you, and it was nobody else. It was literally God and you, and you really had to put in that work. And you see the reward when the reward is greater than like 
when the, when the, when the reward is greater than the risk, it, it makes it all worthwhile. And that's just what being an alchemist is. You know, you just stay positive. But like I said, to become an alchemist, you got to take accountability and responsibility for your life. You got to go through the emotions and the thoughts, you know, everything that comes with it. The crying, the pain, all of that, everything that comes with it. You got to go through the guilt. You got to go through the, the guilty thoughts, everything. You know, you got to be tired of being sick and tired and broke. For me, it's broke, you know. Clearing the noise, staying in solitude, focusing on your priorities, you know, staying faithful, consistent to self and spirit. You got to realize that being positive and staying positive is key. You really got to, you know, and putting your thoughts and words into action. Whatever you think, whatever you feel, whatever your thoughts, put your thoughts, put it into words, put your words, put that shit into actions. You know what I'm saying? Honoring your spirit guides and last but not least, honoring your fucking self. So this is your girl, Dream Nicole. And this is Don't Kill the Messenger, season three, The Alchemist, episode one. (laughs) First episode. Yeah, you already know. Y'all already know. It's your girl, Big Dreamiana. This is Don't Kill the Messenger, season three, episode one, The Alchemist. What's really good? (laughs)